This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. The topic for today's episode is influencer marketing. Here to speak with me is Chris Ranier, who is the SVP revenue at Lumanu, which is an operating system for the creator economy, simplifying how creators share assets, services, and IP to brands. Chris has a broad experience working in and alongside both billion-dollar organizations, as well as startups in B2B and B2C markets, with roles ranging from director to CEO. Chris actually is a returning guest. He first joined us back in 2018 in episode three of the Performance Delivered podcast when we talked about digital marketing trends. A lot has changed since then. So welcome back, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. Exciting. I can't believe it's been that long. I know, right? Uh, that's that's good for us. We kept it going for right. three years. Made it through COVID. I know, I know. Through a pandemic. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, people people had to stay home, so it was easier to book people. I think once once things open up, it will be harder to to pin down people and, and get them potentially to to agree on a time to record this. But you know, before we explore today's topic, influencer marketing, why didn't you tell our listeners a bit about? what you have been up to over the last two to three years and, and what led you to Lumanu? Yeah, sure. So I think last we talked, I was running a large digital agency with, with Hearst. Exactly. Uh, focusing on some re- Yeah. Um, that was a fantastic experience. Uh, and that company is still doing quite well inside of the Hearst organization. Uh, I actually took some time and just said like, what's the next thing I'm going to do uh, and trying to look at some where the trends are going. Uh, and I came across Lumanu, honestly, just exploring influencer marketing. Uh, as you know, I've been in the pre-influencer marketing called Blogger world from the beginning, early 2000s, where we built a brand, uh, our own beauty brand off of a blog. Uh, and so I was kind of trying to figure out where that was going to go. Talked to a bunch of companies. They all seem to be kind of in this mar- marketing technology, which, you know, I've been doing that since... I hate to say, but through the, since the 90s and seemed commodity. Uh, and then I came across a group of companies that were going beyond and focusing in on the influencer and actually taking it to the whole creator, like not necessarily influencer, but creating content, passion economy, and working on fintech solutions and data platform solutions. Uh, and started actually having a really interesting conversation with the founder of Gumanu, Tony Tran. And his vision just super excited me uh, of helping creators grow their businesses and simplifying the creator economy, which is really, really chaotic. Any of your listeners that are in influencer marketing or hiring influencers, it's a lot of friction. Uh, and influencers just want to do what they do best and create, and brands just want them to create and do their best job to promote their brands. But there's all this running the business stuff uh, and helping them the way we helped bloggers back when we founded iFabo uh, really started to resonate with me. So, Stefan, that's what I've been doing for over a year now, uh, working with the Lamanu team, trying to just simplify the creator economy. Interesting, interesting. Now, obviously, the creator economy has gotten really large. I mean, not only on Instagram, right, but, but across YouTube and other channels. Now, a lot of companies have been founded, and you kind of mentioned that over the years to make things easier for creators and to eliminate some of the challenges they face. 
what are the friction points for brands when it comes to finding and negotiating influencers? And then as a, as a second question, what are the friction points on the other end for, for influencers working with brands? Yeah, I think anybody listening to this, I'm just going to call it the most obvious one. Um, and, and that's just finding each other. <laughs> the, the, the whole discovery process is still a nightmare. And there's probably hundreds of platforms free and, and with fees to try to connect creators with brands. And it's a lot of work. Um, and I, I honestly don't have a good answer for the best solution. Uh, we're working on one, but it's quite far away because uh, a lot of stuff we want to do between, but th that's a huge friction point. And I think it's going to take a well-established community that's supported by technology that actually treats both the creator and brand equally uh, and understands through some type of technology how to match them. Uh, and I haven't seen that done well yet. So I think that's your biggest one. I, I, I hate bringing up a problem about a solution, but I don't know of a good solution there yet. That's a pretty big pain point. Uh, I think another pain point that people find is getting the actual, making sure everything's uh, fair between the two, the two, two organizations. And when you're transferring rights, right, which is what you ultimately do with an influencer, an influencer is giving you a right to their personality, to their content, uh, and potentially in the case of Instagram or Facebook, giving you right to their audience, right? And, being able to manage those permissions, uh, grant those permissions, rescind those permissions, uh, making sure there's not too many permissions being given, all the legality around that, that's a pretty big friction point. Um, it's something Lumanio actually, I'll give myself a plug here, but <laughs> that's something that Lumanio actually has solved. It's the, it's the only automated system for that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think another pain point is the management of the creators. Right, like so, you've now got an influencer manager. Now I've got to come up with my creative ideas. I want to get new. I want to get creators on board and following my strategy. Communicate with them, and that's a real challenge. I think there's there's some great solutions out there that have been built to help that. I, I think of Grin does a really good job. I think uh, Creator IQ is a big leader in that space as well, and they that that helps and it helps the creator and the brand talk to each other. Some of the other, the other major pain point would we spend a year trying to figure out where are these big pain points in, in running businesses for creators, uh, and it's the payments. And so being able to pay creators and creators getting paid is, sounds like it should be simple, but it's really not. And if I can explain a little bit why that becomes a problem is a lot of brands have vendor solutions, they have vendor onboarding, they've got to have a contractor, and they're typically contractors that are used over and over again. And in a larger brand, it can take, you know, four, sometimes six weeks to get somebody into the vendor system. When you're hiring creators for $500,000, $2,000, and you're, you're hiring hundreds of them, you can't wait that long, right? And so and it, it, just, it costs more to get them into the system than it does actually pay the creator. Um, and on the creator side, like I got to write an invoice, I got to follow up on it, where's my payment? And then I delivered all my content, I did what I said I was going to do, you agree that, and now I go into a net 30, net 45. You, you, you and I have both been entrepreneurs starting out, like I don't have 45 days, my rent's due today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's a pretty big pain point that 
a lot of people are working on, Bumani is working on it. And I think that's something that you're going to see evolve over time. I think the payments, uh, payments in the, in the creator economy, creator economy is going to disrupt the way payments happen. Uh, it's got to be faster. It's got to be less complicated. One of the other things is they call it a tax paperwork, right? And so like Amani set themselves up as a third-party service organization so we can actually take care of the, the tax work so that brands and, and creators don't have to worry about that. But I think that's that's a really big friction point that several people, including Amani, are uh, trying to tackle. Yeah. Let's stay with the payment uh, pain point. Um, are there lessons to be learned from from other companies that are also kind of working with huge number of people like the, the the gig economy can there be can there be solutions drawn from that or does a solution for 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 the creator economy need to be different good question a gig economy and the creator economy are i think in some many people's mind the same thing but they are they are different i think the gig economy is like a one at a time thing whereas the creator economy you start to build relationships say take Uber, right? Like some mm -hmm. people may have a relationship with their Uber driver, but typically your relationship with the app and the brand, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and so I'm paying through the app. That payment system seems to work quite well. But when I'm dealing with a person, a creator that needs to doing something for me, uh, and I've got to do hundreds of them at a time, like I don't order a hundred Uber rides at one time. Right. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't think there's a, I think where you're going, Stephen, with like the gig economy, I think of Uber right away at DoorDash, there's not a whole lot of parallels. Um, yeah. it, it's a different type, it's a different type of model. I see. I see. Now, how does Lumanu approach solving the problem that you described? How, how do you guys try to help creators to create us, but also brands to make this a more streamlined and more painless process? Yes, thanks for asking. So our whole mission is just to simplify the business of the creator economy. And so we try to simplify it on both ends. So on the creator side, uh, we've created a universal platform. So once you come on to Lumanu once for one brand, you now can get paid by any brand, never having to enter any more information compared to other solutions out there where they have an accounting solution, a brand signs up for accounting solution A, uh, and a creator has to sign up for that solution. Another brand has the exact same solution, but it's in that second brand instance, so the creator got to sign up again. So we remove that first friction point. Like you sign up once, now you can work with any brand through Gumanu, and you're just going to get the money deposited straight into your bank account. Uh, the other issue is you got to submit invoices <laughs> and just pulling it off the internet is probably not the best way to do it. And so our app actually guides uh, influencers through the process of creating an invoice that looks the exact same every time it has all the information that the brand would want. And so that, that on the creator side now becomes super simple. I just signed my contract. I've got, I'm getting, I'm going to send my invoice to the brand through Lumanu. The brand pays me through Lumanu. It shows up in my bank account. The last thing we do for the influencer is uh, the point I brought up earlier, which was I've done my work, I fulfilled my contract, now I've got a net 30. And so we actually are providing an early pay solution for creators where we'll pay within 24 hours of them delivering their service and then we'll get the money from the brand. Uh, it then becomes our responsibility, but the creator gets paid. 
So that's on the creator side, right? So just do your creation. We'll take care of the payments for you. You become a bank basically, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. But we're not, unlike PayPal or something like that, we don't float the money. So, mm-hmm. the, so as soon as it's a, the, as soon as the work is approved, uh, the money goes directly into ACH, which is direct deposit into yep. the creator's bank account on our system. Uh, and so we've set that all up. It's ZZ's Venmoing, right? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, on the brand side, there's a couple of really big pain, pain points. It's tax season, so let's talk about that one. So when you're hiring hundreds and for a lot of people, thousands of creators a year, uh, you've now got to have hundreds or let's say hundreds um, of W9s which are then going to turn into 1099s, which are due. <laughs> That's a huge headache uh, for any accounting department. And so if a brand uses the Lumani platform, we actually become the intermediary and we take care of all the tax paperwork. So that's a huge pain point and one of the major reasons brands are using our payments platform. Um, the other big pain point is the procurement process, which I was talking about, especially for the really larger brands. Get a vendor on board takes weeks, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can't do that with a $500 or $1,000 creator or even a five thousand. It doesn't matter. You can't do it with hundreds of people per month or per quarter. And so with Lumanu, again, Lumanu is the vendor. Uh, and then once you sign up on the Lumanu platform, you then give your influencer manager, they've got their budget, they can sign up as many creators as they want. They have a nice dashboard that says, yep, they delivered their content, press pay, and the creator gets paid. There is no onboarding uh, procurement. There's no collecting of W9s. There's no collecting of bank account information. All that goes away. Those are the two biggest uh, pain points we remove on the brand side. And, and at the end of the day, the big thing we do is creators are happy, influencer managers are happy, everyone's getting paid. It's a much more seamless solution. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Now, one of the pain points you mentioned earlier is that, you know, when you have a lot of creators to manage, it's not that easy because there are things like making sure that they fulfill their contract, right? And, and all the other things that are important to look at. How does the solution for that look like? Yeah, so those solutions, I don't think there's a perfect solution for that just yet. Uh, a lot of those solutions are people. <laughs> agencies, agencies yeah. are making a lot. Influence agencies are making a lot of money right now for good reason, uh, because there's a lot of work to be done in managing those people. I think uh, various solutions, from the marketing technology solutions to um, even Lumanu, right? One of the things we're building out is a way for uh, a repository for all your assets and a place to download and upload different assets and check off that they've actually been delivered. Right, that that quickly gets tied to payments. Uh, but right now, quite honestly, Stephen, your listeners don't want to hear this answer, but it's people. <laughs> and, and there are some CRM type solutions out there, but there's not. I don't think there's any like magic bullet just yet. We're going to try to build one, but there's not one just yet. Oh, that makes sense. Now, earlier you also mentioned that one part is the discovery process as a pain point. And you, you had said, you know, there, there is no solution there. Why is it from your perspective so difficult to, to discover people? And I mean, wouldn't a solution like a, like a database where every creator kind of signs up to be the easiest way to solve the problem? Sure. There's roughly 50 million of them out there. Okay. <laughs> so, so, and uh, if you did it right, you'd have to category categorize each one the exact same way. 
and then you'd want them to actually provide who they really are versus scraping. A lot of the technologies now are just scraping. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, you can do follower count, right? But at the end of the day, a really good influencer campaign comes from the passion that influencer has for your vertical and your brand. And so you, you've got to investigate and literally understand each influencer and, you know, get a pitch from them. Like some of the best influencers put a whole portfolio deck together that here's the kind of things I do. Here's why I love your brand. I actually use it. Here's some pictures I take. And you got to make sure that they do quality things, right? Uh, and so like just a database, the simple database solution doesn't work, right? It's a good, it's not a bad place to start, but then you've got to do the elbow grease. Now, I think there's a world where there is a much more robust data set where creators are constantly uploading their, their, their creation to one place from multiple platforms, so from TikTok to Instagram to Pinterest, right? But all the stuff they're doing is going through one place. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the, the engagement they're getting is there. And then they're also able to add their own personal uh, touch of like, here's what I like about, like outside my Instagram feed or outside my TikTok videos, here's kind of what my day in life is. Here's what I really like doing. Here's what I'm, here's what I, here's what I'm passionate about outside of this. Here's the top type, type of brands. And I think there's also an opportunity for a same platform for brands to be able to say, here's the type of people we think represent our brand. Uh, mm -hmm. And here's the kind of things we've liked in the past and have it all in one place and then have some type of robust technology that kind of helps match uh, mm. and, and does like a true like matching system. Yeah. Um, it's, it's what Lumani is working on, but it's, it's a while away. <laughs> it's not yeah. on top, top of the top of the list right now. So for people that are not so familiar with, you know, the influencer marketing side, how do companies go about finding influencers that fit their brand these days? Yeah, so, a lot of work. So I think a lot of them do what you say. They start with a database. Like, you know, Facebook has a free version. Folks, uh, every one of the influencer marketing software platforms have some type of discovery tool. Some of them are closed. Uh, so they all start there, right? Whether it's open and scraped, so they have everybody and you just get data, or there's other ones that are opt-in, so the influencers actually put in there some of the personal stuff that I was talking about, but then you're in a you're only in that small box of environment of influencers. I know some agencies that uh, Village, for example, like uses that, but they also do their they just do their own legwork. They get on their own Instagram nonstop and they talk to a brand and say they get to know that brand. And then they work with that brand manager to find the influencers that really seem to resonate with them. Uh, so a lot, a lot of legwork there. Uh, and then it's outreach to them, right? And on the flip side, the, influence, the influencers, the ones that are making a real business out of it, they put their pitch together and they're doing like everybody else is. They're, <laughs> they're cold calling, they're prospecting, emails, directors, DMs. Uh, and then the match is made. It's kind of chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, it's, it basically sounds like like normal business development process that we do here as an agency, right? You you go out, you identify which companies you would fit quite well with, you know, and which companies you could help, and then you you start talking to them and then trying to convince them or that that you would be a good fit for whatever solution you're selling at the end of the day. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, we have we have a whole advisory 
board uh, of creators and we talk to them all the time and every single one of them has their own pitch deck and they've yeah. got their own subject lines they've tested on email and with DMs, right? <laughs> and they're doing, the really specific ones are doing just like you and I do, right? The A-B testing, which one worked? <laughs> which one resonated? Exactly. Yeah, then it's always the question of whether you kind of be in, play in a niche or whether you try to, to kill all or not kill is the wrong word, excuse me. But if you, <laughs> if you approach everyone, right, and you're not really focused, I mean, that's also from an agency perspective, always the question, should you go into a niche where you think, we really got a solution for that niche or are you playing the entire field, so to speak? Yeah, totally. And I think market, I mean, look, this is where agencies earn their money, right? Mm -hmm. You come to an agency and because you know, especially one that focuses on influencer marketing, they've been doing this. This is all they do. And they've yeah. done it for a hundred other brands. So they're a hundred times better than me, my own little brand marketer that wants to figure out my influencer marketing strategy. So I mean, the best place to start is with, I believe, if you're really going to go in, like after you've done your little dabbling and go, okay, I understand what influencer marketing is. seems like this is going to work. Now, get it, I, I think you should go to an agency to get at least kickstarted, right? And, and, and finding those influencers and negotiating the initial contracts is, is tough. Yeah, yeah. And I think in those cases, going to a specialized agency, so a specialized influencer marketing agency is probably better than going to an agency that quotes just does it as part of their overall service yeah. offer. Yeah. I mean, like Village out in New York is that's all they do, right? And Velasis has a, they're a large consumer group, but they have an internal, they have an agency that's open to everybody. A lot of CPG company, companies use their Velasis uh, influencer marketing group. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a good place to start, right? And then you figure out, you build it as high. It's kind of, remember back in the days of search stuff, and like you outsource all that. Cause you had no idea how to do it. That's where you yeah. like one of my first companies was a search engine marketing company when it was like, I don't know how they do it, but just so they keep doing it was like one of our clients favorite quote. Right? Uh, <laughs> but then as, as time evolved, everybody realized like this is super important. I got to bring this in house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Now looking into the future, what does the future hold for the creator economy? I mean, it sounds like if someone can come up with a way to, aggregate all the creators out there have a platform that not only is just you know holds scraped information but actually information maybe even pitch decks and everything else for everyone uh, that would be one thing that that could certainly help the, the the space yes the creator economy is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and so creator the word creators used over influencer i think right and rightly so I mean, just one other, I mean, musicians are creators, right? Photographers are creators and all these platforms, there's no longer the top 1%, like the number one, there's five great celebrity photographers and that's all there is. That's no longer true, right? Mm -hmm. There's tons yep. of them. And they, and, they, and they have ways of getting their art and their craft out there through these social platforms, right? Mm -hmm. And as you get further into the currency and you start looking at things like NFTs, right? People start doing their creative work and there's a blockchain attached to it. And as a picture was taken 10 years ago and then suddenly shows up on a billboard, that creator is now making money off of that billboard 10 years on that's 10 times, 10 times worth, worth 10 times the amount of money, right? Yeah. And so I think we're gonna see a really big shift. I mean, this is not creator economy, it's blockchain, right? But mm -hmm. in the creator economy, I think blockchain is gonna be a big piece of it. And I think also the monetary system is gonna start getting blown up. Uh, the, the credit cards owning 
like Visa MasterCard own everything, right? Yeah. Like they they own the infrastructure. Like we have payments. Everybody has these payments. You see these new credit cards come up at the bottom corner. That's Visa. Yeah. <laughs> and they're taking their two and a half five percent. Mm-hmm. China's destroyed that, right? Like America's got to. Ha- that's got to happen to our economy soon. Like it's just too old, too antiquated. And I think the creator economy, because there's so much money passing in so many microtransactions, yeah, uh, it's it's going to help disrupt that faster. Like I think we'll see it disrupted in the next five years. Interesting. Well, Chris, unfortunately, we we already come to the end of uh, today's podcast recording. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me again on the Performance Developer Podcast and, and sharing your thoughts on, on some of the challenges the creator economy is facing and then providing some feedback on you know how to overcome them, talking a little bit about Lumanu. Um, if people want to find out more about you and Lumanu, how can they get in touch? Uh, best emails, best way, uh, just Rainier at lumanu.com or you can visit the website, lumanu.com, which is... Uh, L-U-M-A-N-U.com. Perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphony Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.